state of Montana, from the peaks of the Beartooth to the banks of the Clark Fork River, this is Montana Talks with Aaron Flint. High above downtown Billings, Montana, this is David Noble filling in for Aaron Flint on Montana Talks. We got open phones the entire hour, 406-294-0970. By the way, it's Noble with a K. I'm an attorney here in Billings. You can find me online at LectureFan, L-C-T-R-F-A-N. Got a couple messages here from Right On John in Livingston. He says, I believe all the court costs should be paid directly by issuers of all the phony court cases against Trump and not by the taxpayers. The same would go for the green groups, which are and have been killing our mining, forestry, water, and more. They would think twice if they have to pay for these lawsuits out of their own pockets. Good point. He also says, I will be addressing this tonight at the Republican meeting tonight. And since you're a lawyer, David, I'd love to hear about your point of view on the subject. Well, the the reality is is that we have the American rule uh, here in, in, in Montana and in the United States. The American ro- rule uh, refers to this idea that both e- each side pays their own attorney's fees in, in any kind of court case, you know, unless there's a contract or a statute that says otherwise. But the default is is that both sides pay their attorney's fees. You know, I think in Europe they do it differently, which is why we call it the American rule. And in, in Europe, if you file a lawsuit and lose, you pay the other side's attorney's fees, or if you get sued and you lose, you pay the other side's attorney's fees. There's there's really, really strong arguments, um, I think, on both sides of it. Um, I don't see... Uh, I don't see that changing. That's not really a not not much of a realistic uh, proposal to change. Simply not going to happen. Not even on the docket. Not even being discussed. Um, there there are a number of um, there are a number of statutes that provide for attorneys' fees already. Uh, for example, Consumer Protection Act. If you bring up Consumer Protection Act claim, you can make a claim for attorneys' fees. Um, other other certain statutes that provide for it. But 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 I, by and large, um, you know. People pay their own attorney's fees. That's how it works. If, if you make it, you know, the argument against it, I guess, is that it encourages more litigation in a, in a lot of ways because then people will will feel, uh, hey, I'll just file a lawsuit because I think it's a strong case, even though it maybe isn't worth it. And then you're going to run up, you know, a ton in attorney's fees over a small, small dispute. Um, it can actually increase litigation. Of course, the counter argument, if you make sort of the same argument on the other side, um, that we got a clip from Joe Biden I wanted to play, cut 673. Let's hear this Joe Biden clip, if we got it. Uh, this Okay, here, go for it. Investors in the banks will not be protected. They knowingly took a risk, and when the risk didn't pay off, investors lose their money. That's how capitalism works. This is such, and then we just heard at the top of the hour, this is not a bailout. This is not a bailout. And I, I you pay very, very close attention because the, the statement that the federal government released last night is, is the exact same phrase that Biden just said, which is the investors will not be protected. Well, that, that sort of is, is, a, is a weird way of saying it because if you're going to bail out the depositors and then you're going to bail out the banks with Federal Reserve loans, um, you actually are – it's helping the investors. Maybe you're not protecting them, but you're helping them. Hey, I'm going to get deep into the Silicon Valley Bank thing. This is a bailout. Wall Street Journal calls it a bailout. I call it a bailout. We're right back. Um. This is where Montana talks. Montana talks with Aaron Flint. 
This is a bailout. Don't listen to the mainstream media constantly, feverishly repeating, this is not a bailout. This is not a bailout. No taxpayer dollars are going to go to bailout this. This is a bailout. And here, here's what happened. We'll explain. You know, these are the facts. And then, you know, whether it's a bailout or not is, is just sort of how you, how you characterize it. But the facts are that the federal government guarantees $250,000 of deposits. Anything above that, the FDIC doesn't insure. The federal government doesn't insure. Well, last night, Biden and the Democrats and John Tester back in it said, oh, we're going to we're going to pop our own policy limits. We're going to insure everything. And these are Silicon Valley millionaires, tech, tech startups, founders of Silicon Valley tech firms, uh, venture capital firms in Silicon Valley that had millions and millions in deposits at Silicon Valley Bank. And now the FDIC is going to guarantee all of them, uh, every single penny. They, they've popped their own policy limits. This is akin to, let's say, let's say you have a, a, an insurance policy, and there's a policy limits of fifty thousand or a hundred thousand, and you have an insurance claim, and it somehow costs more than your policy limits. Does does your insurance company say, oh no, we'll just we'll go above and beyond the policy limits. We'll pay everything. We don't care about. No, the policy limits are enforced. The federal government has waived policy limits on FDIC deposit insurance. That's what's happened. And then there's a second bailout which is the Federal Reserve coming into banks like Silicon Valley Bank and saying, hey, we'll lend you as much money as you need. We'll print, we'll print money and we'll give you money and you can use your uh, treasury bonds as collateral and we'll value them at par value or face value even though they're not worth that because they're 1.5% long-term treasury bonds and you can get over 5% on a short-term T-bill today. So we know that they're not worth very much, but we'll still use them as collateral and, and the Federal Reserve has opened a brand new line of credit for banks to get as much money as they need to try to prevent this from happening. The federal government has come in and say, we are going to pay back all of the depositors at Silicon Valley Bank, which are a bunch of Democrats. These Silicon Valley Bank customers donate 99% of their money to Democrats. They're woke Silicon Valley uh, rich people, and now they're going to get every penny paid back. And these are people that put millions and millions and millions of dollars in a bank that spent $5 billion on on woke programs um, it's at, at a bare minimum. Just one of their woke programs was $5 billion. But the reality is, is that this FDIC money, they say it's coming from an FDIC fund that's paid for by assessments on banks, so therefore it's not taxpayer dollars. Well, excuse me, but when the federal government tells a private business or a private person to pay money, that's a tax. You can call it an assessment on a bank, but that's essentially a tax. And guess what's going to happen? Guess what's going to happen? The FDIC is going to replenish its insurance fund by raising the amount it taxes banks. And then guess what the banks are going to do? The banks are going to then pass that on to you. And they're going to do it through fees. They're going to do a a, a whole host of different fees. They're going to do it through um, charging you higher interest on loans, paying you lower interest on your deposits. This will come out of your pocket. This is money that's going to come out of your pocket 
and is going to go to rich people in Silicon Valley who vote for Democrats and put all their money into a super woke bank. That's a bailout, period, plain and simple. And then the Federal Federal Reserve saying that, oh, we're going to open up a new, a new lending facility, they call it. It's a facility. It's a lending facility where these banks can now go to the Federal Reserve and they can just get unlimited amounts of money uh, and they can use their long-term treasury bonds as collateral instead of selling their treasury bonds. Because that's what triggered the whole Silicon Valley bank collapse is they had to sell a bunch of bonds. They had hundreds of billions of dollars in long-term treasury bonds paying 1.5%. And from there, they, they, made, they had a huge loss because they sold all these bonds. The bonds aren't worth what their, what their face value is because they pay 1.5% and current interest rates are way higher than that. So they're just not worth that much. And then they had to try to raise new cash. And I just find it so telling. Their, their loss was $1.8 billion. They sold treasury bonds and lost $1.8 billion. And then they tried to do um, a new share sale to raise $2 billion. And meanwhile, they spent $5 billion on a woke program. They spent two and a half times what, the, what, what they lost on their bond sales that triggered this entire thing on woke uh, what, what, what do they call it? Climate neutrality, sustainable finance, and carbon neutral operations, uh, which is just uh, fancy words for wokeism. But that's a bailout. The FDIC popped its own policy limits. The FDIC says we're going to pay back every penny of these depositors' money. And these depositors are millionaires in Silicon Valley. And, 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 and I'm sorry, you can say that, oh, this isn't, we're not doing this to protect shareholders and bond. Well, hold on. Okay. If the, if the Silicon Valley bank doesn't have to sell off all of its assets to pay the depositors back, which everybody says that the depositors were going to get like 90% of their money back anyway, um, even if there wasn't the, the federal government doing this bailout with taxpayer dollars, um, it's just unbelievable. We have another bailout of banks with taxpayer dollars from the Democrats. Joe Biden supported it, and John Tester is not saying a word about it because he knows it's unpopular for the federal government to go bailing out woke banks that wasted billions of dollars on woke policies and did horrible uh, risk management, and then they collapsed, and now the federal government's coming in to save the day, and you're going to pay for it. Bottom line, and we got a Wall Street Journal article confirming this as well. Right after this, David Noble in for Aaron Flint. Montana is talking here. This is Montana Talks with Aaron Flint. This is John Tester's fault that we had to have another bailout uh, by the federal government bailing out rich Silicon Valley venture capitalists and, and tech firms. And, and this is really not that complicated. I mean, I, I have spent a lot of time reading and researching this issue over the weekend. Um, and frankly, I spent a lot of my life researching finance and, and economic issues because I'm interested in it. But th this really – and I don't think this is even up for dispute. Here's what happened. John Tester – voted for a $2 trillion blowout spending package at the very beginning of 2021 that triggered the inflation. Massive inflation triggered by that $2 trillion spending package that, that John Tester voted for, that Joe Biden brags about, that John Tester is now going around the state of Montana bragging about. 
everybody agrees it was that two i think it was 1.9 trillion 1.9 trillion dollar package that john tester supported and voted for in early 2021 triggered massive inflation then inflation takes off now the federal reserve then starts raising interest rates uh to 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 calm down inflation meanwhile Congress does not cut spending. Congress and John Tester continue to blow out the spending, which uh, lots of Republican senators have come out and said, hey, we need to help the Federal Reserve. We have got to give the Federal Reserve some help. We They cannot stop inflation on their own. Congress must cut spending. And, and we need massive, massive federal spending cuts across the board, huge spending cuts. That would help inflation. That would lower inflation. But John Tester doesn't support that. John Tester loves debt. He loves spending your taxpayer dollars. He loves mortgaging your kids' future. Um, and so we had continued blowout spending that continued to put inflation pressure on, which, which required the Federal Reserve to continue to raise rates. And as the Federal Reserve raised interest rates, that caused the value of bonds to drop because a, a, a 30-year Treasury bond paying 1.5% loses value when interest rates go up because why would anybody buy on the secondary market a treasury bond paying one and a half percent when they can go buy a a six-month t-bill paying five percent they wouldn't and so those those bond values dropped drastically because of this and then another thing happened which is there wasn't as much money uh, to go into venture capital and to tech in Silicon Valley. Uh, and the reason there wasn't is because money became expensive. Interest rates were higher. So so that caused a lot of these venture capital and tech firms in Silicon Valley to start using up their deposits. And, and as they started to pull deposits out of Silicon Valley Bank, Silicon Valley Bank then had to get money. And Silicon Valley Bank had, as, as required by the federal government and as as recommended by regulators, they had put billions into treasury bonds because the regulators and the government, they like it when banks put money into treasury bonds. These are, quote unquote, risk free assets. You know, this is what and that's why everybody saying that this is somehow the result of deregulation. It's not the, this this entire bank collapse is the result of too much government and bad regulation, too much regulation. The regulators recommended, proposed, and even require banks to hold treasury bonds. And so the Silicon Valley Bank has a bunch of venture capital firms and tech firms that are now pulling out their deposits. And Silicon Valley Bank then goes on the secondary market and sells a bunch of their treasury bonds um, so that they can get the cash to pay their depositors. And they take a $2 billion loss. And then they go and they file an 8K with the SEC, and their 8K with the SEC says, hey, we just sold a bunch of bonds, we took a $2 billion loss, and we're going to do another share sale because we want to get the $2 billion back and we need the $2 billion. That then caused a bunch of the depositors to then do a classic run on the bank. Uh, everybody then started pulling their money from Silicon Valley Bank. The bank collapsed, and now the federal government has bailed them out. The federal government has come in and said all of those venture capital firms in Silicon Valley, all of those tech startups in Silicon Valley, you get all your money back Monday morning. Right now, here Monday morning, you get every penny back. We don't care. It doesn't, it doesn't matter that you took millions and millions of dollars and put it into a bank that was more concerned with wokeism 
and diversity, equity, and inclusion than it was about making smart um, risk. Man- we don't know. That, that's not your fault. No, that's not your fault. And so all of these depositors now get get all their money back. And then guess what? Oh, the shareholders of Silicon Valley Bank and the bondholders of SVB, they're happy. They're, they're real happy because guess what? Now the bank's assets don't have to be sold off and can go to pay back the depositors because the depositors uh, are getting paid back by the FDIC, which just voluntarily popped its own policy limits and is now paying 100% of the deposits well above 250000 so I guess now there's a situation where the federal government doesn't just guarantee 250,000 of deposits. No, if you're a if you're a person out there and you've got more than $250,000 in a checking account, hey, no worries. The, the federal government federal government will pay you back if the bank goes bust. So apparently, we've basically had now a de facto increase of the FDIC policy limits. Um, this is a federal bailout. This is a and then the Federal Reserve then steps in and does a second bailout. And says, "Hey, we'll uh, we'll loan all this money to these banks. So, hey, banks, don't sell your treasury bonds. All you banks out there that bought a bunch of thirty-year treasury bonds, paying one one percent, don't sell those, okay? Because you're going to take a huge loss if you sell those. Instead, go to the Federal Reserve and get some massive loan from us, and we'll use your treasury bonds as collateral, and we'll value them at par value or face value, even though they're not worth that." on the secondary market. So there's two bailouts. Two bailouts happen now, and you're gonna pay for it because the Federal Reserve is printing new money to loan to these banks, and that's causing increased inflation. Now, when you go to get a hotel in Bozeman, you pay 400, 500 bucks a night, that's you paying for this bailout. And now when you go to your bank, and your bank has fees, and your bank charges you a higher interest rate, and your bank pays you a lower interest rate, that's you paying for this bailout. And I don't care if, 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 it's, if you're paying it by directly on your tax returns or if you're paying for it uh, through bank fees or bank interest rates or increased, uh, increased rates on your loans and decreased rates on your deposits, you're paying for it. You're paying every penny of it. And you've got John Tester and Joe Biden. This all goes back to inflation getting triggered by John Tester and Joe Biden in January 2021, passing through and ramming through on strict party line votes, blowout spending packages. It's that simple. This isn't, you know, this isn't some super, super duper complicated issue. Um, it really isn't. This was there, there was federal spending that triggered inflation, which set all of this in motion. And now this is a bailout. Wall Street Journal editorial page this morning says the Silicon Valley Bank bailout. OK, you don't have to listen to me. Don't have to listen to Wall Street Journal either. Just understand how this is working and what's really going on. And, and I'd be curious. Do you guys think that's a bailout? When the federal government, when there's a bank collapse, the bank collapses and the federal government comes in and says, hey, we'll pay you all your depositors. We'll pay you guys all your money back. Don't worry. That's a bailout. That, how is that not a bailout? But you got John Tester and Joe Biden saying, nope, nope, nope. Um, and meanwhile, bank stocks uh, are, are having a heck of a day. Denison Bozeman sent in a, a message about breaking news about um, all these bank stocks um, that the trading has been halted on. And I, I did see some other stuff here on 
on Twitter. Uh, apparently, it's kind of interesting. The mar- <laughs> the stock market's actually doing pretty well right now. Um, the last I checked, the S&P 500 and the Dow Jones were, were both up in the green. Um, and the reason is, is because now everybody's like, oh, good. Oh, good. There was a bailout. Great. The federal government's going to bail everybody out. And now that now banks don't have to worry. Hey, banks, go spend $5 billion on woke policies because Joe Biden and John Tester will bail you out. And so now the stock and, and now the Federal Reserve also uh, it's like, OK, Federal Reserve. Now everybody thinks the Federal Reserve is not going to raise rates again. Uh, at this next meeting because they just broke the Federal Reserve raised raised rates and led to this bank collapse and the Federal Reserve raised rates because John Tester and Joe Biden had blowout spending that triggered inflation and then they wouldn't cut spending causing the Federal Reserve to have to continue to raise rates and hold rates higher and so we're here because of John Tester and now you're going to be paying now you you and me average Montanans we are now going to be paying to bail out Silicon Valley venture capitalists don't you love that how do, you, how do you like that, folks? How do you like you paying for venture capitalists in Silicon Valley to get repaid? How do you how do you like that idea? That's what John Tester has brought us. John Tester has now caused normal, ordinary Montanans to be paying more to pay for Silicon Valley venture capitalists and tech firms. That's where we are at. Thank you, John Tester. Here's how the Wall Street Journal editorial Uh, board describes it. The Treasury and Federal Reserve stepped in late Sunday to contain the financial damage from Friday's closure of Silicon Valley Bank, guaranteeing even uninsured deposits and offering loans to other banks so they don't have to take losses on fixed incomes assets. And here's the key. Okay, first of all, when the federal government guarantees uninsured deposits, that's a bailout. And this is this is how the Wall Street Journal editorial board describes it. This is a de facto bailout of the banking system. Even as regulators and Biden officials have been telling us that the economy is great and there's nothing to worry about. John Tester has also been talking about that. The unpleasant truth, which Washington will never admit, is that SVB's failure is the bill coming due for years of monetary and regulatory uh, mistakes. And it's uh, it's so interesting because you saw this sort of happen over the weekend in real time. On Friday, Saturday, and most of Sunday, the federal government was saying that you would get a certificate of a claim on the bank, that you'd get your 250000 and blah, 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 and then you'd go have to go through the bank, uh, the new entities. But now... You get every penny back. They all, all the venture capital and tech firms in Silicon Valley, they got every penny back this morning. This is where Montana talks ag with Lane Nordland. In the wake of a third atypical case of bovine spongiform encephalopathy, or BSC, being discovered in Brazil, lawmakers and cattle producers are calling for a halt of beef imports from Brazil. The USDA has yet to do so. Last week, in an exclusive one-on-one interview with Secretary of Agriculture Tom Vilsack, we pressed the issue. This was his response. Uh, on the BSE issue, I think we have to be very, very careful. And why do I say that? Because there are different types of BSE. And when you have an atypical case, as is the case with the Brazilian situation, the World uh, Animal Health Organization basically says that's not uh, a basis upon which you should be restricting trade. We had a BSE, an atypical BSE incident, uh, not too long ago in, in, uh, out west. Uh, and so do we want the rest of the world to stop our beef trade 
for an atypical case. I don't think we do. We have to be very careful about this particular circumstance and situation and understanding the distinction between the type of BSE that will really cause a significant problem and, and one that does not. We'll obviously continue to be monitoring this and be very vigilant about it. But whatever we do to Brazil, the rest of the world can do to the United States. And I think that's why we have to be a bit careful about it. But many are citing that it took Brazil 35 days to report the atypical case of BSC, while at the same time, the Netherlands and Spain had atypical cases appear, and they reported that information immediately to the World Animal Health Organization. I'm Lane Nordland. Montana Talks with Aaron Flint. This is where Montana Talks. Open phones if you want to get in on this conversation. 406-294-0970. 406-294-0970. Interested in hearing what you all think about uh, about what's going on with the Silicon Valley Bank. Aaron Flint just texted me. Uh, breaking news, John Tester is raising money in Silicon Valley tonight. I, re- repeating that again, John Tester is in Silicon Valley tonight doing a fundraiser. $6,600 to be a champion at this event, quote unquote. Um, you can be a friend. You can be a friend for a thousand bucks. You can be a supporter for three thousand three hundred, or you can be a champion for six thousand six hundred. This is from Teddy Schlafer on Twitter. John Tester raising money in Silicon Valley tonight, and there's a whole list of names here uh, of of the host committee. And, he, and and Teddy Schlafer says not great timing for this one. Uh, hashtag MTSen, uh, which is the hashtag for uh, Montana US. Senate race uh, tweets, but can you imagine John, John Tester? The, the literal reason why now you and I are having to pay for a bailout uh, of a Silicon Valley tech and startup, and of course, it makes sense why John Tester is in Silicon Valley because all of those people donate ninety nine percent to Democrats. It's like it's it's like a lot of these uh, GOP Congress people are, are are questioning. Hey. What's the real reason that Biden bailed out these these rich people in Silicon Valley? Here's the other thing. Like everybody wants to talk about how, oh, these depositors at the Silicon Valley Bank, you know, they're just they're small businesses and and they're startups and blah blah blah. And you know, it's like, um, here's the reality. Silicon Valley Bank actually gives sweetheart deals uh, to to its depositors. For example, if you're a founder, if you're a founder of a tech startup and, and you go to Silicon Valley Bank and, and, and Silicon Valley Bank will then give you personally uh, a sweetheart deal on your personal mortgage as long as you put all of your startups deposits at Silicon Valley Bank. And, and Silicon Valley Bank uh, often requires its its customers to put all of their deposits at Silicon Valley Bank, which is a part was part of their business model. Is how they grew grew massively. Um, but these depositors at Silicon Valley Bank, you know, they're not innocent. They're the ones that chose to do business with a with a bank that was more worried about uh, wokeism than it was about smart risk management. They're 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 the ones that donate ninety nine percent to Democrats. But the GOP Congress people are are asking the question, hey, if this was, you know, let's just say Midland Bank of Texas um, and all of their depositors were oil and gas companies, 
would would the federal government be doing a bailout? Would Biden and John Tester support bailouts uh, for the oil and gas industry, or do they do they only support bailouts uh, for the Silicon Valley uh, people because they support do ninety nine percent support for Democrats? Does Joe does does John Tester support this bailout so of you and me you and me having to pay all this extra money to go to Silicon Valley companies? Because he is in Silicon Valley tonight doing a $6,600 uh, per person fundraiser. Um, uh, you know, not great timing for this one, uh, to say it lightly. John Tester in Silicon Valley. I mean, uh, it's just it's just too much. Meanwhile, okay. Meanwhile, Silicon Valley Bank spent five billion dollars uh, trying to trying to control Earth's climate, um, and then at the same time, Greta Thunberg had to delete her tweet from 2018 saying the world would end in 2023. And so, guess it's uh, how many. Uh, there's there, if you actually go through, there's a whole list of of climate predictions, doomsday predictions about the climate that have been made. Um, Eighty, ninety, a hundred predictions. Every single one of them has been wrong. It's just like Glacier National Park. Glacier National Park said the glaciers would be gone by 2020, and then the glaciers were still there, and so they had to change the signs in Glacier National Park. Greta Thunberg um, tweeted in 2018, this is what Greta, Greta Thunberg tweeted in 2018, a top climate scientist is warning that climate change will wipe out all humanity unless we stop using fossil fuels over the next five years. Um, and then she deleted it. Now there there are some people defending Greta saying, "Well, well, she didn't say that we'd all be wiped out by 2020. She just said that we would eventually be wiped out if we didn't stop using fossil fuels by 2023." And remember, J- Joe Biden and John Tester, they hate fossil fuels. They're totally opposed to fossil fuels. Uh it's just uh, the, the sad reality. They're open open about it. Um and and I've got a there's a big story over the weekend about Joe Biden and, and John Tester shutting down all fossil fuel development on millions and millions of acres in Alaska. Um, and then you, you've got Greta Thunberg deleting her tweet from 2018 talking about, um, hey, it's all uh, it's all it's all going to it's all going to come to an here. Here's the deal. Even if. OK, so even if you believe the, the defense of Greta saying, well, no, she didn't say the world was going to end by 2023. She said that the world was going to end in the future if we didn't stop using fossil fuels by 2023. Well, OK, well, it's 2023 and we haven't stopped using fossil fuels. We, we still use fossil fuels. So that means the world, we're all going to humanity will be wiped out. Humanity will be completely wiped out. So I guess we all just I guess we're headed head, headed towards a total apocalypse apocalypse and so what's the what's the point of anything if if it's too late now guys it's too late we're all going to get wiped out you know there is a there was another story I don't know if you've heard of this one how many how many BLM activists have been charged with financial crimes for what they did uh, in 2020 with all that money here's here's a piece. Um, from the post-millennial, Boston BLM leader and her husband indicted on more than 20 fraud charges. Um, it was 2022 when the activist 
pair were indicted on 18 counts in connection with schemes to scam violence in Boston, its donors, the Massachusetts Department of Unemployment Assistance, and a Chicago mortgage lending business. A prominent Boston BLM activist has been slapped with additional fraud charges, this time in relation to alleged schemes to defraud the city of COVID relief and rental assistance funds. So, uh, I mean, Monica Cannon Grant uh, and her husband, Clark Grant, were charged late last week with wire fraud, uh, 17 counts of wire fraud, um, as well as making false statements to a mortgage lending business by a federal grand jury. Cannon Grant was additionally hit with charges of mail fraud, false tax returns, and failing to file tax returns. The married couple are the founding executives of Violence in Boston, a purported quote-unquote nonprofit that aimed to create quote social, political, and economic change to communities across the world until it permanently shut down in July 2022 after five years. And this goes on and on and on and BLM fraud charges left and right happening all across the country. We're all aware. I always ask people this. I always ask, here's the question. Ask yourself this question. Okay. Let's say that you're driving along in your car, your vehicle, and you have a flat tire. Okay. And you're pulled over. You're pulled over on the side of the road. Would you, would you rather have a, a pink haired BLM activist drive up and stop next to you? Or would you rather have a, a, a Christian conservative family stop? Who'd you rather Who'd you rather drive up to help you on the side of the road? Pink-haired BLM activists or a Christian conservative family? I always ask that question, and the answer is always the same. You know it, and I know it. One of those people may commit fraud against you, may steal your stuff, may lie to you, and another one is probably actually there to help. This is David Noble in for Aaron Flint. Goldensilver.com. Broadcasting live across the great state of Montana, this is Montana Talks with Aaron Flint. It's David Noble filling in for Aaron Flint, 406-294-0970. We can get you on before the end of the show. If you call in right now, we're going to go straight to the phones. We've got Robert in Billings. Robert, thanks for calling. Good morning, David. You were talking about the monies that were taken from the BLM uh, heads as far as COVID relief and everything else. Well, I'm going to bring that back to right to Billings, Montana. Uh, how about School District 2? Now, all that COVID money that they got right out of the gate, $5.1 million to administration. Now, what we've heard is that it's because of the extra load put on them during this COVID uh, crisis, but they're salaried. When, when you're a salaried employee, you agree to do whatever it takes until you renegotiate that salary. So I want to know, where did that $5.1 million go, and where did the rest of it go? Really? Hand sanitizers? Extra, extra janitors? Where did this money go? We have no idea. I'm talking about billings. I could care less about anything else. I don't want school district two just to be swept under the rug. 
Yeah, and no. That's all I have to say. Well, great point, and thank you. Thank you for the call. I wish I wish I had an answer for you about where the money went. Um, what your your call kind of makes me remember, or kind of raises the issue of some of this COVID relief funding. And you know what's pretty wild is the Republicans in Congress are asking for some pretty minor spending cuts in order to raise the debt ceiling, which is which is completely reasonable. Of, of course we should cut spending. We've got blowout spending that's totally the cause of these bank collapses and the inflation, and the, and the deficit is exclusively caused by spending. We're taking in record tax revenues. The tax revenues are not the reason uh, we're not doing it, and but are not able to pay our bills and are having to take out all this debt. But one of the things that the Republicans in Congress have proposed is uh, let's claw back some of this unspent COVID relief money because the the federal government had authorized just trillions and trillions and trillions of COVID, quote unquote, COVID relief spending. Um, and a lot of it hasn't even been used. Um, and, I, you know, if you bring up, uh, you know, five million for SD2 or whatever, I my my guess might be that just just sitting there they haven't used it because now that money obviously wouldn't be part of any sort of like clawback for, uh, under the republicans proposal what the republicans are talking about is the the hundreds of billions of covid funds that have not been distributed that are still in the federal government's bank account somewhere but think about how re- how, how eminently reasonable that is to say hey look we got a couple of hundred billion dollars here that the federal government had authorized during covid it never ended up being spent no, for, for whatever reason, there's, there's a whole bunch of different reasons why, you know, some of that money may not have, have been spent. But simply asking for that money to basically be, you know, put back into the federal budget so we don't have as big of debts and deficits going forward. A, a, a very, very reasonable proposal. And then you've got you've got Joe Biden and the Democrats and John Tester saying, absolutely not. You cannot even have uh, you can't we cannot negotiate on this. You can't hold this hold this thing hostage and blah, 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 blah. blah. And it's like, wait, why? This is perfectly reasonable. Like, and I, I've got um, there was an article I found on the weekend about Biden's five trillion dollar tax gambit uh, catching Congress by surprise. And I had mentioned this actually in the six o'clock hour. There's a list. Um, there's actually a list of some of the the tax hikes um, that that Biden is actually proposing um, five trillion dollars uh, in new taxes. Um, let's see if I can find find this article and, and go through um, the uh, the actual list of, of ridiculousness. Uh, but but meanwhile, uh, we've got Republicans criticizing Joe Biden's bailout of Silicon Valley tech startups and venture capital firms. Tim Scott says, "quote The greatest form of corporate cronyism." And it says the uh, Tim Scott says the the regulators were asleep at the wheel. And uh, yeah, I, where, where where was Joe Biden? I mean, I thought Joe Biden and the Democrats were supposed to be the smart ones in the room. I thought they were the ones that were going to be so competent and, and so good and so smart that, hey, we could have all of these issues. The reality is, is that the federal government and the regulators and the Biden administration they were the ones that were encouraging Silicon Valley Bank to buy billions in long-term treasury bonds paying 1.5%. And, and I, I just saw something else from Bloomberg about how now the federal government is saying, or the Federal Reserve is actually saying, 
this new lending program that they have, the, the bank term lending facility or whatever they're calling it, is enough to cover all uninsured deposits in the American banking system. I mean, this is this is a big deal. The Federal Reserve and the federal government working in conjunction, the statement that they put out last night was the FDIC, the U.S. Treasury, and the Federal Reserve. And these are supposed to be totally independent organizations. They're clearly not. But they're actually they're, – they're literally now having the federal government guarantee all deposits, not just two hundred fifty thousand dollars. This is this is a this is a bailout of epic proportions, and you and I are going to pay for it. You and me are going to be paying more uh, for bank services. We're going to be paying more in inflation, and that is so the Silicon Valley venture capitalists and tech startups that support ninety nine percent to John Tester, who's in Silicon Valley right now, so they can have money. So have fun paying for it. We'll see you all tomorrow. Thanks for being here. <laughs>